Hi, friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Jean Stockdale and Dana Street. We're in week nine of our spring Bible study, This Present Kingdom, the disruptive message of the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus' words in Matthew 7 hit close to home today as he addresses our relationships with other people. His teaching culminates with a simple summary. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. Simple, but not always easy, is it? You're listening to The Afterword. Well, Jean, what a tremendous job you did. Oh. And you did such a good job of explaining how we can judge fruit without becoming judgmental. Yes, yes. yes. That's what the truth of the passage yeah. is. And yet, as I said in the lesson, I have been under such conviction. The Lord has pointed mm. out more things, I believe personally, <laughs> in this study than anything yeah, else. And mm. I'm familiar with this passage. It's not new truth to me, but oh my goodness, the application has come with such fresh mm. eyes of all of the little ways that attitudes, pharisaical attitudes, judgmental attitudes have crept into my life. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for your transparency, Jean, because I think so often, and I hear this, so I'm just telling y'all, women will say, I know that Donna and Jean, y'all don't deal with these things. And I just want to cross my eyes and go, you have got to be kidding. (laughs) Yes, we do. In fact, you know, you wouldn't believe what I just had to deal with with my own self this morning. Mm. Well, not Mm. only that, anytime you're leading, (laughs) you're going to get the attacks of the evil one Mm. and our flesh is going to be tested and tempted. Yes, yes, I agree. And I felt like today, especially as I was coming to the end of the last time I would teach for Mm. this semester, that I needed to remind the ladies that we're all in this together. We're Mm -hmm. all messy, broken people. And while we do love the Lord, that does not keep us exempt. Even as we mature in the Lord, it does not make us exempt from the attacks of the enemy or to me, the more subtle the flesh rising up and tripping me up as I've seen in my life so much here of late. Mm. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I love that Jesus in the context of stop being judgmental, Mm -hmm. he very quickly moves us to you are to be discerning and wise because many people use this and say, well, you know, we're not to judge anyone. When in reality, that's not in context. That's not Mm, what is being said. And he's moving up Mm. to the climactic invitation next week. And when he talks about the fact that there will be many on that day, the day of judgment, Mm. who will say to me, Lord, Lord, Mm. and yet he will say, depart from me, for Mm. I never knew you. Mm. He's giving us the opportunity to do a little bit of self-examination and oh, how we should examine ourselves and make sure we're in the faith. Yes, yes. And even once we are in the faith, I think it's important to be reminded that we also need to judge ourselves. In fact, if we would quit judging other people, we'd have more time to judge ourselves. You know, that sounds a little bit like my mom. She would tell me if I'd focus on my own issues, I'd have a full-time job. (laughs) Years ago, there was some issue with an evangelical pastor out west and he had said something that had been lifted I don't know out of context anyways on social media someone asked me if I would address it that they would be interested in what I had to say and I remember very gently writing back that I did not make it a habit to address someone else's issue, that Mm -hmm. I had enough on my plate dealing with my own stuff. So we Mm -hmm. are to judge ourselves, but against 
who we are in Christ against what the word of God says. And when we do that, we're not so quick to point out other people's flaws because we realize there's so much in us that's still being worked in. Quite humbling. Very (laughs) humbling, yes. Well, Dana, what did you think about this morning? (laughs) Well, one of the things that really touched me was when you were talking about our words that we speak. Mm-hmm. I've just finished reading a great book on the power of the blessing by Alan Wright. And he talks in there about just the things that once they're out there, you talked about that mm-hmm. with children. Once they're out there, yes. getting them back, you know, I know I've had so many times in my life where something has come out and I just wish I had a vacuum cleaner hose mm-hmm. to go <laughs> take it all back yes. in. Yeah, You know, sometimes the Lord allows us to go through some things to where we just realize the impact of words. Wow. You know, we just go through those mm-hmm. times yeah. and it's like, okay, but Lord, don't let me focus on them. Mm. Let me think how often do I do the mm-hmm. same thing? Mm-hmm. With others, the deeper question for me was how often do I do the same thing with myself? Mm. Because sometimes we speak words to ourselves yes. that are just yes. as harmful. Mm. And we've mm. got to be so careful. Yes, yes. I think we often are so demeaning of self that the enemy gets us so beaten down by that that we take our eyes off the Lord and we just begin to think that I'll never amount to anything. I'll never get through this. And it begins to be such a spiraling thought pattern that heads right. into the pit. And it's very hard to come up out of it because we've done it to ourselves. Yes. Well, and our flesh is so quick to jump to either the demeaning or the exalting, like exactly. you pointed out today. Exactly. And that's the extremes of the flesh that we're all prone to. And yet the Christian life is that delicate balance mm-hmm. of total mm-hmm. surrender to the yes. Lord. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bringing it all back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely so. As we were looking at what Jesus was teaching this week, judging others, criticism, correction, persistent prayer, and it all really just boils down to if we would just treat others the way we want to be treated. Mm. And even better when for those of us who are mothers, our grandmothers even more so, <laughs> you know, if we would treat others the way we want our children to be treated, if we would just treat others the way we want our grandchildren to if, be treated. How about if we treat others the way we treat our grandchildren? <laughs> That kind of leads us into our spiritual discipline of submission (laughs) because it is the submission of our will Mm. into his will. And, Mm. of course, Christ is our ultimate example in Philippians 2, such a beautiful Mm. passage that tells us to have this attitude, which was in Christ Jesus, who, Mm. although he was God, (laughs) he did not cling to that, but he emptied himself, becoming a bondservant. Can Mm. you even imagine Jesus? And that's what we're called to do. And I always, when I think about Jesus as that example, then my person that actually followed that so beautifully that I love to look at is Mary, the mother of Mm. Jesus, Mm. and her beautiful response to Behold the bond slave of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And oh, if that would just become our motto. Absolutely. If we would live yielded and surrendered instead of claiming our rights, demanding our rights, judging others by our standards, then you're right, Donna, we would be quick to say to the Lord, yes, Lord, yes, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will, Lord, your will is what I'm living for, the applause of one. And to ask ourselves, what does it actually mean to in honor prefer one another? Mm. How can we serve our family members, our neighbors? How can we do that 
and really live that out. What does that look like? Yes. Yes. To an honor prefer one another. It means we have to humble ourselves. We do. We have to and we have to be intentional yes. because our flesh won't do it. No. If, we, if we are not intentional about it, it won't happen. You're exactly and right. And it's having that, like what you said, the sacrificial mindset of let me not think about myself first, but others. How does this appear to them? Mm-hmm. And how can I serve the way Jesus served? It's the ministry of the towel. Mm-hmm. You know, you yes. think about Jesus yes. walking in and saying, let me wash the feet. Let mm-hmm. me be the one who takes the towel here mm-hmm. and wash the feet. The definition of submission, I think, that was in our books is placing ourselves under the authority of someone else. And for the Christian, that begins with God first, and then under other authorities. Mm -hmm. It's that umbrella. It's that picture of the umbrella. You know, if you're standing, why did we put up an umbrella? Well, so we won't get wet, so Mm -hmm. something bad won't happen to us. But authority (laughs) is the same thing. We get under Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. umbrella of authority, and there is protection there. There's protection when we're under God's authority. There's protection when we're under other authorities that God Mm -hmm. gives us. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't give us those authorities to harm us. Right. He gives us those authorities to protect mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There is a chain of command. And in that chain of command, when we submit to it, there is freedom. There yes. is right. freedom and liberty. It's not something we have to do. It's for our protection. Whatever God says don't do, don't do it. It's for our protection. Whatever he says to do, he's saying help yourself. Yes. <laughs> right. yes. This is exactly. a blessing for you. And if we would just come to the end of ourselves mm. and trust him enough to submit to his word, we will find the blessing that follows that obedience. And so often that blessing is further revelation and intimacy with the Lord because those are the truest riches. It's Mm. the spiritual riches that we experience Mm. in intimacy with him that makes us long for more of him. Mm. And it causes the world to be less and less appealing. Absolutely. These things grow strangely dim Mm. in the light of his glory and grace when we're focused on him. All of these other things really do take care of themselves. They fall into place. Yeah, Jesus is our example, obviously, in all of this. And as we've looked at the Sermon on the Mount, the way he began by going deep and Mm -hmm. into the very heart of the matter and talking about how blessed those who are poor in spirit are, those who mourn over their sin, those who see themselves clearly in light of the holiness of the Lord. And then for him to go on and say, be perfect as I am perfect, he's setting himself up as our standard, Mm -hmm. our role model. So if we would look to Christ, I was recently able to join a Zoom Bible study that my sister leads. And when I got on the Zoom, realized there were a couple of husbands that had joined the wives. And it made me a little nervous at first. Mm -hmm. I can just tell you thinking, oh, I really wasn't ready for this. But one of the couples are Jewish in background. They're not believers, but they're questioning. They're very open. They're seeking. And he asked a really insightful question because he said, you know, I know that Jesus was God, but if he was God, why did he suffer so in Gethsemane? And why on the cross did he say, my God, my God, why have you Mm -hmm. forsaken me? And so it was such an opportunity to say Mm. he was the second Adam Mm. and he was showing us how to suffer, how to surrender and how to succeed, how Mm. to have victory over Mm. the world, the enemy and our flesh. Mm. He is our role model. And he bore that agony in his body on the cross and was separated for the first Mm. time in all of eternity. And to be able to say he is the light of the world and everything went dark from noon Mm. to three because the light of the world was covered by my sin and your sin. But at the end of that, he was able to say, it is finished, paid in 
full. What a glorious victory we have because we're in Christ Jesus. And if we will just surrender Mm. to him, it's like you said this morning, Mm. we have everything we need for life in God's hands. But it is not automatic. And I think because what he did for us sets us up sometimes to think that sanctification is done for us as well. And it Mm. is not. It's the part that we engage in through surrender and through sacrifice Mm -hmm. and through study and through spending time with him and spending time in his word. All of those things help move us along in the process of sanctification, but he does not do it automatically for us. It is a process we're to study to show ourselves approved. And I think many times we as believers are sitting around waiting for him to do this for us and we will become more mature, and it does not work that way. Well, you're right, Jean, and Jesus is our authority, but he will not force his authority upon us. It is his choice. And like Donna, you were saying, the more we see him, when we actually see Christ for who he is, for what he did, something I read by Oswald Chambers recently that said, when we see him truly, we will obey him instantly. Mm. And that's right. When we truly see him, not through eyes that are blurred by the world or any other standard, but we truly see the Philippians too. Mm. That Mm. mindset that he puts before us and says, not be like me. Mm. And then mm. that draws us into that surrender that we looked at in our, yes. our workbook this time, the difference in surrender and commitment. I thought yeah. that was very interesting that way that was brought out. And of course, Joseph Son, the Romanian pastor that mm. she used with the example of the difference in surrender and commitment was so powerful. And having been to Romania on yeah. mission trips, we understand the persecution that those Christians mm. dealt with mm. and realizing that it had to be surrender for them to be able to stand firm in the midst of all that persecution. Yes, yes. And again, we often take all of this so casually. We're sort of take it or leave it when it comes to the deep things of the Lord. And he's calling us, I believe, in this fresh eyes looking at the Sermon of the Mount into deep, deep Mm -hmm. things of the Lord to live. As you're saying, Mm -hmm. Dana, to see him, who he really is, the risen Lord and Savior. And when we do see him, deep calls to deep. There's something in us that wants to live all up in that and stop the playing games or the Mm -hmm. casual Christianity. Mm -hmm. We're going through the book of James here at Bellevue. Brother Steve is taking us through verse by verse. And I love that passage that he taught this past Sunday that we are to not just be a casual hearer of the word, but a doer of the word, one who looks intently Mm -hmm. into the perfect law of liberty and then abides by it, lives this thing out. And it moves us from casual Christianity into committed, surrendered Christianity, which is an altogether different way of living out our Christian experience. It's that beautiful mirror that when we look into it intently, we see ourselves as we actually are, not how we hope to be, (laughs) but as we actually are in light of Christ and his holiness, we see ourselves and then we are poor in spirit, mm. then we do more, and then we do hunger and thirst for righteousness, and we begin to see these inner transformations take place. That is sanctification. Yes. And if that's not going on in our lives, we need to ask ourselves, is it because 
I'm not walking with Christ and surrendering, or am I even a believer? Mm. Do I just have head knowledge? Exactly. Mm. I brought that out because it kind of hit me fresh this week as I was in preparation that he is not comparing the reprobate, the out-and-out sinner with the Christian, the believer, the follower of Christ. He is comparing what it looks like when one who pretends to be spiritual, who is religious but lost. Mm -hmm. The comparison is between the genuine believer and the false believer, the one who pretends as a hypocrite to belong to him. And like you said, it's coming up in next week's lesson Mm -hmm. that ultimately he does not know them. They do not know him. They have never met him on his terms of repentance and faith. That's right. So we know then to submit to the Lord means we have to surrender. And Mm. I think our closing songs today, I surrender Mm -hmm. all. And then wherever he leads, I go. We're perfect for just wrapping up the sentiment Mm. of the passage that we looked at today. But the lyrics for wherever he leads tell us to take up our cross. Follow me. I heard my master say, I gave my life to ransom thee. Surrender your all today. He drew me closer to his side. I sought his will to know. And in that will, I now abide wherever he leads, I'll go. So Dana, I know you've surrendered. What does that mean for you? I think the first thing it means is that I realize there are just times you just have to go, okay, Lord, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. I find that that's kind of a a very respectful way of me yielding myself to the Lord. Lord, whatever it is you have for me and being freed from the burden of my own will, wanting things my own way, Mm. and going, okay, Lord, it's all right. And will you give me joy in the surrender? Mm. I typically do a word for every year and just ask the Lord as a refocus, a self-focus, and my word this year is joy. And just that has been something we're continually, when I find myself in many situations, Lord, would you give me joy Mm. as I walk through Mm. this situation? And it's amazing how God does that as we just say, okay, Lord, this is yours. Now, would you give me joy? Yes. Mm. Yes. What about you, Jim? Well, the universal symbol for surrender is hands Mm. up. And that's what I think about when I come to that place of real surrender. I like the word surrender better than I like the word commit to the Lord, Mm -hmm. although that's a legitimate, certainly a legitimate term we see in the scripture. But surrender is when I'm saying, Lord, hands Mm -hmm. off, not my will, but thy will. Mm -hmm. And you're right, the joy that comes from that, even though sometimes it has to be a conscious choice because Mm -hmm. some situations that we surrender to are not easy situations, but the joy comes in the obedience and knowing that we're in that secret place before Mm -hmm. the Lord, in the secret place of his presence, we're operating within the kingdom principles that he's laying Mm -hmm. out for us in his love, by his grace, in his mercy. There's something that does generate joy when Mm -hmm. we are willing to say, Lord, I surrender all, I Mm -hmm. surrender all for your glory, the applause of one. Yeah. I intend to operate in kingdom living, this Mm. present kingdom. And there's a release that comes through that. And with release comes peace. It is a peace that passes Mm. all understanding that makes absolutely no sense to anyone except for the Father and the one asking for Mm. it. Mm. You're right. Mm. You're right. That's a great picture. And I loved your closing illustration and being able to live for the applause of one Mm. because we are pulled constantly to live 
for the approval of man mm -hmm. instead of for the blessing and approval of our Father. But there's such incredible freedom yeah. and joy, as you were saying, and release mm -hmm. when we let go of that and we choose to live for that audience mm -hmm. of the King yes. and the King only. Yeah. Beautiful truths. Mm -hmm. Thank you, ladies, both. And Dana, would you close us yes, I will. in prayer? Father, we come to you with hearts that truly do desire to be surrendered to you. Father, I pray for those who are listening to this podcast, Lord, that you would draw them in love to that place of total surrender, to that place of saying, God, wherever it is you have me to go, whatever it is you want me to do, I will do it. Father, may we go deeper still with you this week as we continue in your word. Father, I ask that you would give us fresh eyes and a heart to obey, ears that are quick to hear. Father, help us to see you in every moment of every day. In your name we pray. Amen. The Afterward Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.